0: Hi, welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. We are going to be surfing the astrology waves today with my special guest star surfer, Elizabeth Pendleton. She's been on the show before. You can find her at ElizabethOracle.co. And she's also on YouTube and has a wonderful sort of overview of everything that's happening in the stars right now. So you might want to check it out. So welcome, Elizabeth.
1: Hello, everyone listening and all the surfers out there getting ready to ride through some retrograde waves.
0: <laughs> yes, there's so much to talk about. The more I kept thinking about it, the more I'm like, oh, my God, we have Saturn doing some stuff. We have Jupiter doing some stuff. Mercury doing some stuff. And uh, a bunch of planets are in Scorpio. And then we just have a lot of like future interactions between Uh, planets in Capricorn talking to each other. So I'd love to kind of get your perspective of where we are today. Let's say October 23rd.
1: Okay. Well, we picked an auspicious day to do this show and for everybody listening live, because this is literally the day that the sun moved into Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like, that's perfect for you. You're a Scorpio. Yes. So um, we're bringing up all things Scorpionic and the way that I, I mean, I could have fun and just try to scare everybody with Scorpio, but I, <laughs> I want to be a responsible astrologer. Um, so it is the fixed water sign of astrology. And in ancient astrology it was ruled by mars and i think people can still relate to that idea of passion you know mars is associated with passion in modern day it's aries ruler and um you know but we feel intensely when things are in scorpio um it's the sign of detectives uh deception it can have to deal with um, eighth house issues, which are other people's money, inheritances, sex life. I mean, all the juicy stuff, you know, <laughs> You want to get people riled up, sex and money, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And taxes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's money, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that's exactly. Um, that's all that Scorpio stuff. Um, but if we also think of it, uh, the, the symbol of the scorpion, um, it's also had the symbols, um, through, um, the years as the phoenix, the snake, and those things are about transformation. And if we really kind of tear it down and go, oh God, it's not just about bringing up all the difficult stuff, it is It's got a shamanic aspect, and I always try to remind people of that because, you know, if there's one sign that's going to bring up the deepest, darkest stuff, especially because we have a pending Mercury retrograde in there, (laughs) um, it's going to be Scorpio. um, And so we've really sometimes got to work extra hard um, instead of feeling like, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? Or, oh, I just, I don't like these uncomfortable feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or these really deep, dark ones. And I think the the fact that, you know, for us in the northern hemisphere, this sun sign of Scorpio, and the sun goes through that sign for four weeks, it's superimposed over our Halloween and Salem celebrations. But the days are getting dark, and we have all this symbolism that's become part of the popular culture that has to do with death and <laughs> destruction and ghouls and ghosts and you know it's it's you know can can like I said that thing of kind of dark and um those those things all kind of come to mind. But if we think of death in a scorpionic sense, yes it is and it's Also, regeneration um, and purification, you know, because now in modern times, the ruler is Pluto, our other fun, light, lovely planet.
0: But I I think I've been making friends with Pluto. You know, I've just sort of had to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's been in Capricorn now 11 years, you know what I mean? And it's got another five so, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's kind
0: of like, like here's our chance to enjoy staying, it at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to build something with it in Capricorn and that, uh, you bring up an interesting point because, um, Scorpio and Cap- Capricorn are well suited because they are 30 degrees apart. I mean, 60 degrees, sorry, that they are making a sextile. So they are a comfortable alignment. One of the friendlier ones, um, and there's also a nice, um, cooperative energy between Scorpio and Pisces where Neptune is. Um, in fact, on Monday, we just had Venus, who's also in Scorpio, trying Neptune. So it's kind of like, um, and we have our, um, you know, the sun's going to connect with Neptune and form that trine. And Neptune's where we pull up this ability to tap into the all that is the sole purpose and uh, the ethers and seemingly pull something out of thin air Mm -hmm. or seemingly out of nowhere. Um, But with Scorpio, it says, well, what do you want to regenerate? What what are you ready to clear out for good? Um, And what do you want to bring in to replace it with? And as we talk today, we are right ahead of all these, um, such an important cycle. So the sun's here for four weeks. So depending on when people are listening to the show, the 23rd of October to the 22nd of November on the 27th, for those of you who are lucky enough to be listening ahead of time, 27th of October, we get a new Scorpio moon. Um, Yeah. So again, again, like, and it's, it's technically, um, four days ahead of popular culture would be Halloween, but in sacred time it's Salem. So this is our cross quarter holiday between autumn equinox and winter solstice. And again, it's such a, um, I've, seen rituals where it's, you know, the death crone being celebrated and people are like, oh, that sounds macabre but really we all come to the end of cycles and, or it could be, I've seen people work with this energy to break bad habits and say, I'm really done, you know? Um, and I, so if you hear this before then, you can set that intention and there's some blockbuster energy with that moon because it's at four degrees. Which is a baby Scorpio, but that is absolutely opposite of Uranus, <laughs> the wild, you know, like let's bust it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there in Taurus. So there's some real. I consider that blockbuster energy, like game changer energy. Like so, for people who are really ready to shift some things, um, Scorpio works like nothing else, and you may not see it till the spring or sometime next year you might have might have literally already forgotten like oh yeah I said I wanted to change something going on in this space or this aspect of my life and I kind of did this ritual and let it be and then all of a sudden it shows up and you go oh my gosh yeah that actually shifted so it's
0: (laughs) that's like the story of my life like I move all this energy around and then I get surprised when it happens
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. You're we're on to whatever your next thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other like um critical thing, so people, you know, they may hear the show a little later. We get a really big full moon November twelfth. So there's plenty of time to work with this energy. But the other really important thing, like if you're feeling like you're trying to identify what needs to shift on the 31st, which is Psalm, Halloween, all that good stuff. Mercury starts its retrograde. (laughs) So, um, and it's going to be the full time in Scorpio. By the 31st, it will be all the way up to 27 degrees of Scorpio in 38 minutes. So that is a... Powerful. It's, you know, if it was a hurricane, it'd be like a cat, cat five, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then it goes backwards um, and it heads backwards all the way till November 20th. Um, so through pretty much almost all of this cycle, um, once it goes retrograde, those three weeks and I've been advising people and it's just, I've gotten this guidance a lot stronger this year is like, give yourself time Um, there's always the mercury retrograde inconveniences and those are annoying. Right. Um, but what I've been saying to people, so, I mean, yeah, you could order, you know, whatever stuff you need to order before it happens, like you have about a week to like get that done. Um, but, but for more deeper focus, those three weeks, if you're really doing some kind of ritual of cleansing and clearing or really Sitting with the things that are uncomfortable, but with that idea of knowing that change is possible, you don't have to worry about the how. Um but again we have this blockbuster opposition to that new moon from Uranus going, You wanna change some stuff? <laughs> 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 Bam. Um, When's the new moon? Could, it's could, on the twenty seventh. Oh, okay. And Four days from now. Yeah four days from now um, when we're doing this show and, and, um, at the end of the cycle, um, so we'll get the, on the 31st Mercury going retrograde till November 20th. And the day before that Mars will actually come into Scorpio. <laughs> so just, just when the sun leaves on the 22nd and Mercury straightens itself out, uh, Mars will get in there. Um, and so, so we're going to be dealing with these Scorpio energies. Um very much so um, through the beginning of the year because Mars changes and goes into Sag probably like the second or third, I looked it up, I can't remember, but January, you know, so the beginning mm-hmm. of January. So it's kind of like whatever gets stirred up over this time, and that's what I was saying people, give yourself a little breathing room and a little time to however you meditate, journal, reflect because, there, there's also, in the midst of this, um, such cooperation, not just the Neptunian support of bringing the spiritual, holistic, integrated element to it, but because Scorpio and Capricorn get along, um, we're going to have some help from Saturn and Pluto while they're in capricorn because they're very supportive to the sun mercury venus and then ultimately mars as they go through scorpio and because pluto is there there's that understanding pluto is there to clean out stuff get to the truth and the nitty and the gritty and the (laughs) the good bad and the ugly as it were um and and uh you know, I will link let you pop in and ask questions, but I also want to tell people we get our last Saturn Neptune sextile on November 8th, which is another just dimension to what's about to unfold that's so, so, so important and so, so, so supportive. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you want me to elaborate on that. Yeah, either. so
0: I would describe Saturn and Neptune kind of in cahoots on november 8th um being where you get the illusions and dreams of neptune um kind of supported by the saturn discipline so it seems like if you're going to get to like that thing that you really want to do and map out your plan that would kind of be a good time because you get your dreams and then you get saturn like that you know getting stuff done and then you're in this Scorpio cycle. This is just how I sort of am thinking about it. Um, you're in the, the Scorpio cycle with so many planets in Scorpio where you get to be diligent and thoughtful and calm and quiet and sort of snooping around. But you're really snooping around your own space. It's not like, I don't know, Scorpio is so self-reflective re- re- sometimes. Yeah, Excellent. Excellent. Wait, if you were in,
1: if I were teaching an astrology class, you would get an A for that answer, Christy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, because I'm going to forget about it in like 20 minutes and be like, surprise! (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: that's, um, you know, it, it really is, I can't emphasize that enough. It adds another dimension to the energy. So we'll already have the retrograde going on. We're in this type of deep, dark, you know, like bringing up stuff that needs Reform and even mm-hmm. the things that make us mad or uncomfortable, you know, they, and it's not really, I'm not trying to give you that new age cliche of it's just a roadmap to what you really want, but that's so true. You know what I mean? It really is. Whatever, there's a, there's a, it's not that I'm trying to say there's a silver lining and everything, but when you dig up the deep, dark stuff and you really look at your reaction to it, there's yeah. there's gold in there if you will dig in Saturn. Is, you know, symbolized by lead and it can feel like that. And, but we spin it into the gold and that's the transformative quality of both Pluto and everything in Scorpio. And on November 8th, we get our very last Saturn Neptune, um, sextile, not only of this year, this is the third one. And it's exactly what Christy's saying, where you really get to pull from that most magical field of Jupiter's poetic, artistic beauty, and you get to put it into form, the structure that Saturn, both of those planets are at home also, and um, so they're giving us the best of their their elements and their energies at to- so cohesive and Saturn's trying to give you that structure to say, okay, you say you want to do this, this is your dream. Well, here's like you said, Christy, the discipline, here's how to put that into form. And you know, so um and those two don't meet again in a sextile with constructive <laughs> alignment yeah. until 2031, and by then there'll be an Aries and, and Gemini, outgoing, just totally different energy and neither home sign for either. So it, this is so important for people, and you don't have to, like if you hear the show before or after, it's just kind of tapping into that, and that's why I'm saying it's happening during the retrograde when you can hopefully have slowed down a little to go, what do I really want and what am I committed to um, yeah. you know, making a discipline. Yeah. So, so we get so much around that. And in there, we also get a literal Mercury transit of the sun. So the sun is our identity. You know, we all say, when I say, what's your sign? You're a Scorpio. I'm a Leo. Um, so that's, that's how we identify. And so in the sky, there's going to be a literal transit of the sun where Mercury will be visible going across the sun in the daytime. Um, and we'll get to see that here in North America on the 11th the day before the full moon. But what I think symbolically, again, is that I just love how all these guys are all working together and it's really saying how do. How do I identify and what's my story? Because it's Mercury, right? So yeah. what's the story? I keep telling myself, is it constructive? Is it destructive? Is it a bad habit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's the mind, the good old monkey mind. So we get to really reform that stuff and go, how it's happening under a retrograde. So if there are corrections <laughs> in this story, you're like, well, that isn't really helping me. <laughs> You know, identifying that way or identifying with this group or this dogma, you know, how do I want to shift that? And so, and it's, you know, right around and there's going to be so much connecting in with the sex tiling between Scorpio and Capricorn, Capricorn and Neptune, you know, um, so it's, it's, you've got massive planets working yeah. in concert, uh, in this uh, on a lot of the same things.
0: So great. It's like finally my season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of us, uh, have Scorpio friends and know other Scorpios. And this would kind of be the time to reach out and hang out with them for a while. Because if you're, you can't figure out your own space, you could just go look at their, theirs. Because <laughs> Scorpios can actually be very transparent with their own personal development. And like tell you how's how's it going? How's that new meditation practice going? Like they'll tell you. But um it sometimes it's a little uh difficult to kind of get to all the interactions with others as a as a Scorpio, I would say. Like you kinda you think you know what's going on, but give it a couple days, you might change your mind. It's a little more flexible that way. I think personally we're a little more introspective and you know, we're doing a something.
1: Yeah. And well, that's interesting that, 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 word introspective because all of these planets, one, so, you know, right now the, the sun, Mercury, Venus in Scorpio, um, then the planets in Capricorn, Pluto and Saturn. And of course, um, Neptune and Pisces, Pisces, Capricorn and Neptune are all our yin or inward pulling signs. They have a, mm-hmm. they call it a female polarity, but it is that internal so that's exactly and when you look at the the numbers just how many are in there and then Mars will pick that up and go even further it's almost like Mercury will show us what to look at and you know hopefully some ways to change course and where needed um because that's what Scorpio is all about is change transformation ultimately mm-hmm. Um Mars will enter then come in at the end of the sun cycle and energize that and go okay here's your motivation, and here's you know more application um of what's coming up so yeah that again introspective and when you have that many planets kind of pulling you know yeah. that that that's inward rather than outward um, yeah. yeah it it just adds to exactly what you're describing.
0: Yeah, yeah, these Scorpios, (laughs) man—they're an introspective (laughs) lot. (laughs) So I think we're going to truth detecting (laughs) uh, or truth detecting exactly. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Jupiter. I would love to hear what waves are surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. And we're back surfing the psychic waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and my special guest star surfer today is Elizabeth Pendleton. She's, gosh, so many things, a musician, a mystic, an intuitive, an astrologer, and we're getting to all the good astrology waves today. So in the first part of the show, we were looking at all sorts of planets and interactions and uh, Scorpio, woohoo! And so now I wanted to talk about Jupiter. So uh, Elizabeth, I think Jupiter's doing some amazing feats of strength <laughs> towards the end of the year. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, um, Jupiter has been at home in Sagittarius, and normally that would be such a like, yeah, like let's all you know get really excited and optimistic and all of that. I mean. Sag is our our mutable fire sign, um, and Jupiter loves to expand things and, and all of that. Um, however, you know, because all these other planets have been in this inward introspective, <laughs> you know, including the big three, you know, Uranus, once it moved into Taurus, again, another Earth sign, another, you know, inward, um, sign, it's, it sort of Jupiter hasn't had as big a homecoming party <laughs> as, yeah. as it normally would have, um, not getting a lot of fire support this year. Um, and so it's been tempered by all this sort of. Saturn, sobriety, etc. And in fact, on December 2nd, um, Jupiter takes about a year to go through a sign. On the 2nd of December, it will move into Capricorn. And that is going to create some interesting (laughs) aspects um, because Jupiter is all about expansion and exuberance and enthusiasm, you know. Um, Remember, this it it originally kind of rivaled the sun for being the the king of our solar system, Um, and it's always thought of as luck and good fortune and all these things. Well, it's going into conservative Capricorn, um, which, again, is ruled by Saturn. So we're talking about the exact opposite energy, so contraction, Mm -hmm. austerity, uh, playing it safe, being conservative. And so, um, that's a, that's a tough place for Jupiter to be. Um, and it stays, like I said, for about a year. And so a couple of things are going to happen while that's going on. Um, Saturn next year is going to get its feet wet in Aquarius. So that's where it moves on to. And it only changes signs every like two, little over two years, two and a half years. So Jupiter will then be holding down some of the Capricorn uh, fort along with Pluto. Um, The benefits are that we won't get carried away with things. Um, Jupiter can be overly enthusiastic. This would be you know, I—I'll never forget it. It was Ben Bernanke, but it was one of those Fed chairs before the crash. Oh, and mm-hmm. I just—you remember that term, irrational exuberance—came <laughs> <Yes. laughs> back to haunt a lot of people. And um, you know, to me, that's Jupiter when it's in, not when it's being <laughs> out of control. Um, so there's there's something to be said for the being tempered in the Capricorn element. And the other thing is that puts Jupiter in its second house, which is income. So it's sort of that slow and steady wins the game, rational exuberance, if you will, um, that it will also this year on the 15th of December, trine um, Uranus. And we don't usually see those two together, you know? So, and I'll be real interested to see what's kind of coming out in the financial news around that time. Because with Jupiter, I mean, uh, Uranus, it could be anything. You
0: know? <laughs> you know, yes, it's, Uranus you know. does drive <laughs> some of the financial market information. It's interesting. Absolutely.
1: And it's in yeah. Taurus right now, which is our, you know, kind of this, that's our initiating cardinal Earth sign. It's all about building things, construction, housing. Um, those elements. And so that's, that's a really interesting one. And then, so the other thing we're going to get as Jupiter moves through Capricorn, it will connect with Pluto three times next year. Wow. (laughs) I know, I'm kind of like, (laughs) I don't know that I want to quite say finger in a light socket because usually we think of Uranus with electricity but I'm kind of going wow, that's uh, going to be interesting. That can be new
0: ideas though too, right? Uranus is kind of innovation.
1: Yeah, yeah, well no, but we're dealing with Jupiter um, and Pluto. So it's the Jupiter in Capricorn connecting with Pluto so it can definitely have a Positive, but I'm also thinking if it's Jupiter kind of like being overly um again overly optimistic, Pluto will you know just snap it back into reality and be like, Nope, you don't get to do that, so those dates are April fourth, June thirtieth, and November twelfth just for uh-huh. anybody. <laughs> so yeah, Jupiter and Pluto in oh. Capricorn. Okay, good.
0: Three so I was already getting Earth. worried about the Uranus Pluto thing. So okay,
1: good. Yes. Yeah, um yeah. We're, no, we're done with those. We're we're um we've we've got um we've you know oh so many things going into next year. I wanna stay like focused. But yeah. what what we're gonna get is um the big thing we're also building for you might be thinking of is Mm -hmm. Saturn, Pluto. They're going to connect in January um, because Saturn, that's a really big deal um, that, that probably does also have um, implications for financial markets um, and the economy, uh, all of those things. um, And because that's also right, like it's two days after an eclipse. So we have an eclipse January 10th and then on the 12th, We have um, Saturn and Pluto. Now again, it's a conjunction in Capricorn, um, which is all about system reform, governments, banking, all of that. Um, You know, and I have to wonder if it's when this bubble is going to burst with the Fed just funding banks. (laughs) I'm just you know again, I can't predict how that's going to. um, But but with Jupiter coming into Capricorn for a year. It will add more to this uh, idea of austerity, slow growth, um, and we're seeing that around the world. You know, literally, but with so much, um, so many economies that slowed down, it's it's just nothing like you know um, the last several yeah. years. So, and then the the real big thing, looking much further out, um, is then Jupiter, of course, about a year from now, moves into Aquarius um and that's going to be interesting cuz saturn will be in aquarius um at that point and that's where you're going to get jupiter and saturn connecting <laughs> uh which is a, that only happens every 20 years and that's a real interesting combination i mean it's going to be in forward forward thinking aquarius so it's definitely telling us something about where we're really headed and it's also sort of i think Um, showing us the new ground, we all know we went through those tough uh, Uranus-Pluto squares 2012 to 2015. I think when we get to about a year from now, this really tumultuous period, which is very similar to the late 60s after Saturn and, um, I'm sorry, not Saturn, Pluto, and Uranus had their conjunctions at the beginning of the cycle, 1964 to 1966, and then it was Craziness, right? You know, yeah. same things that we're seeing now—the protests and the oh, the establishment versus you know the youth—and and we're seeing it just exactly. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. interesting to me how that it it wasn't at the level it was when they actually connected 64 to 66 but after that all hell broke loose and we we don't don't you feel like we saw the same thing like they happened 2012 to 2015 but there was still kind of a lid on things and then after that it's just been holy cow wild
0: wild ride (laughs) yeah
1: but that in about a year settles down which makes sense for us and again non-politically but I mean we'll be post the election we'll know which way things are going you know what I mean it's sort of a new signals a new a new template um, yeah. kind of coming but uh, uh, next year for 2020 up to that it's, it's really going to be about the economy with, with Jupiter being in Capricorn um, and then again three conjunctions with Pluto <laughs> throughout the year Saturn dabbling in Aquarius for a little bit um, yeah March through June it's really going to tell us um, it's going to foreshadow like where we're going
0: Yeah, I do like that the more I learn about astrology, the more you start to see like kind of the flavor and kind of what's coming and you actually can get a little bit of a heads up. (laughs) So right now, it seems like we're getting we're being given the chance to go inward, you know, clean our house on the inside, (laughs) see what's going on there, see what we want to change. We're kind of empowered to to move things around and, and uh, institute new changes. Um, and then we get to towards the end of the year, I guess, more um, more movements of these bigger planets. Um, and so that's like sort of helpful. And then, cause like something new coming, <laughs> like, like a new era or a new, um, it's almost like a generational sort of change. Um, it and is. Once, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like there's just a, like a new wave of understanding or something that's coming. And so I guess yeah. if we get to do the introspective piece of it right now, gosh, I wonder what happens, you know, November 21st. <laughs> like after many of the Scorpio pieces or the planets in Scorpio. Right. Start and to And after they um,
1: come out yeah. of retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many pieces in, in what you just said. So one of the other aspects that I'm so happy like to be doing this show, cause I can't always cover everything in my videos. And I remember finishing this one going, God, I really wanted to add a little bit more. Um, another aspect of the current you know, cycle and again, to not feel like you're just this little boat in a gigantic sea that's going to get tossed about by all these gigantic forces that are beyond your control is the idea of personal power. Um, and and it, you know, sometimes comes in, we, we focus, it comes into focus maybe through a negative situation because Scorpio's, you know, dark side is abuse and abuse of power and, yeah. you know, um, sometimes people have to go through real dark nights of the soul to get that they are light, they are powerful, they are in charge of their circumstances. And even if they're in a situation, maybe bad job that they can't feel like they can't leave just yet. That idea of like, okay, I'm going to study at night and get this degree and then move into a better place. But it's Scorpio always offers us the ability. And again, transit of the sun, like literally in front of our faces. How do you identify? Are you powerless? Are you a victim or are you empowered? And do you just take life by the reins and say, this is, I'm, you know, my personal power. Um, and stand in it because that's such an element of Scorpio is power. And so we've got to uh, think about that in terms of personal power and where we stand up for ourselves and, you know, make these declarations and get to live in them and, and leave that those dark spaces, you know, and we're seeing, you know, we've been seeing so much the last few years in the news about people in horrendous situations Um and, and so um, to transform and heal and all those things that we've talked about a few times on your show, but personal power is definitely another scorpionic element that's often overlooked. In, and so to put it in the context of the shamanic aspect and transformation of where you see things changing in your life and how you would like them to change and be better is, is the best thing you can do with any of the, you know, acupuncture type Scorpio <laughs> when those needles go in and hit points that you're going like, ah, <laughs> didn't know I still felt that way <laughs> or that thing still triggered me, you know?
0: Yeah, I think there's just, um, we're getting a chance to move beyond just reacting to everything or just, you know, responding in the same way we have in the past. It's like now's your chance to slow it down and maybe respond differently to whatever's in front of you.
1: Yeah, there was a really cool thing I came across the other day and I hadn't really thought of it, but people who study Buddhism, one of the teachings was that thought is a, is was considered a sixth sense. In other words, it's just another form of information coming in, like we see things, we hear things, we think things. In other words, it's just another channel, but there's our consciousness, the consciousness that is our truth right Mm -hmm. is so much bigger and when you can think of thoughts that's not being too um ironic but if you can put context into that thoughts oh they're just another form of information so i don't have to be so reactive they're not me do you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah i think um the practice of slowing it down before you respond is probably a good time. <laughs> good, good, good time to do that with Mercury going into, oh, Scorpio. Or, yes,
1: yeah, Scorpio retrograde. Yeah. 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 And it, it, cause it's it like means- you're,
0: we're getting the chance to reveal maybe secrets or deep seated thoughts that we've always had, but you know, you're not required to do that. So it's like, you are getting the space, I think, in this next, these next couple of weeks to just kind of uh, take a little inventory of kind of what's going on with you personally and then sort of responding. Um,
1: yeah. Right. Like you said, the introspection, the time to go, wow, I had – and it might be, like I said, because it's Scorpio, it might be that really deep, dark stuff that you're like, oh that's uncomfortable or right? I didn't even know yeah. I had that capacity, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes
0: um, I find these thoughts that are in my head um, that I'm thinking and I, I can sort of feel them sometimes, you know, rambling around my brain. And I'm like, sometimes I ask, where did it come from? And, you know, is it even mine? And then other times I'm like, I can't believe I think I'm thinking like this. Like that's, that could not be Right. Like, that could not I not be what I really want
1: to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's Mercury. It is our thing. So we do get a, a chance to reprogram, you know, re down, you know, off like when, when you get a software upgrade, it's like, well, what would put me in a better space or state or awareness of things? That's where the Neptunian aspect that's training all this and really trying to support us and help us be a much bigger picture you know, and and be in a much deeper part of our soul and our ability, you know, to, to, you know, not only be here, but to manifest a different reality, you know what I mean? Or or experience, you know, instead of all that, those old, old programs, you know? Um, So, so yeah, that's happening all in this time. And yeah, that's why I was saying that like really this year, that message of like people having a little... Giving themselves extra space and time and a bit of a ti- a real time out because a Scorpio retrograde, gosh, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last one. You know, it's, it's several years before, you know, that yeah. they come. And so um, it's it's really one to take advantage of because this doesn't, you know, isn't like, oh, it's a little Libra or it's a little Sag. It's all in Scorpio, backwards and forwards. <laughs> cure's <laughs> Scorpio, the real medicine,
0: yeah, and it's you know we're getting the chance to like rejuvenate in this energy where the transformation is well supported within the Scorpio energies, and then you know going from the Phoenix, like rising from the ashes or whatever, like you're being given that chance in so many so many different aspects, I guess with communication. You know, you have Mars coming in, you know, with with power again, where you could use it in a different way. And um, it seems like we have so much to work with. And then we're kind of supported by just how we look at the seasons, you know, if we're going back to ancient times or even now. So tell Absolutely. me a little bit more about um, uh, salmon Yeah, so this is our cross
1: quarter holiday, and again, it is um, really, if you think about it, it's the last one as we head into the darkness um, Mm -hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere, because the holiday after that is winter solstice, which is the celebration of the returning of light, you know, which obviously has its Christian overlay of, you know, the light being brought back to the world, um and and so we really think about this time, and I think it it really clicks in, especially the the further north you live, and the longer uh, those yeah. nights get. but but we it, it, like I said, I've seen it as a time, you know, everything's been harvested, and so we kind of embrace that time when things go barren, and um it's also a time to process grief. Um, if we've actually lost people, you know, during this past year, and you'll see, like, you know, Day of the Dead, and and mm-hmm. in Ire- Ireland, um, that that's how that tradition started. Of the, um, it was it was a different vegetable, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna remember right now, but they would hollow them out and put a candle in it so the spirits could find a home. There's the, that that expression of the veil being thinnest between the worlds of the living and the dead. Um, and you know, you know, the Irish, yeah. we love all that good to go, sleep, very in touch with the spirit world. You know, that's just another dimension over, right? I mean, yeah. so it, it makes sense. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot to do with death and again, regeneration, but it's a time to, before we go on to the, Oh, this is what I'm going to create next to really stop and process, um, you know, and again, could be death of old ego identifications, you know, like that doesn't really work anymore. Or, it's not relevant or I don't feel good about myself when I'm being in that space or being that kind of person. So I give it, you know, again, to the death crone or put it in the cauldron. So a yeah, very powerful, powerful time that was always, um, when people marked things by those solstices and equinoxes, they recognized the importance of the cross-quarter holidays, which are the ones that fall in between. And Salem is definitely when we're recognized going into the darkness for a little while.
0: Yeah. Well, we're supported in that. That's for sure. I like that. <laughs> I know. We get a Mercury
1: retrograde on Halloween this year. <laughs> it's kind of like those planets are conspiring, Christy. What could I say? <laughs> yeah.
0: The one thing I have been sort of watching and I'm not sure I have my answer yet is, uh, this Neptune and Pisces. I was kind of expecting like some big art world sort of thing happening, but, um, I'm not sure if it's just where I've been searching on the internet, but, um, the Louvre is having a really big sort of celebration of, um, I think Leonardo da Vinci and his art. And uh, it starts tomorrow, October 24th. So maybe some of what we get to see over the next couple of weeks, because I kind of identify Neptune um, in Pisces having a lot to do with art, kind of like this resurrection of some of this sort of these ideas in the art world. But I wasn't sure. Yeah, and,
1: and ancient. It, yeah, ancient wisdom because, I mean, Da Vinci and so many of those guys had a, I think a mystical, I mean, I would call Tesla, even though he was super technical, um, mm-hmm. and brilliant in this very concrete scientific way. And somewhere along the line, I mean, whether it's Descartes or whatever, we separated the mind and the body and put everything in a, in a box. And it, I think that it's, it's, spirit that informs that kind of brilliance and these guys are mystics in this, whether it's electricity like Tesla Mm -hmm. or what um, somebody like Da Vinci was able to perceive, you know, to have that kind of a mind. And I don't mean just intellect. I mean, you have to be kind of a visionary. And so we, we associate Pisces with the visionaries. Um, and people who can put something together like that. So it's that beautiful culmination of the brilliance of the mind with something um, maybe we'll tap into some of the more esoteric aspects mm-hmm. of what these these great um, inventors and artists were able to see and, and what they were communicating because we'll be looking at it from our perspective, which is informed by a different time and maybe be able to see something new or that wasn't understood before or fully appreciated.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's
1: so much there. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Neptune Neptune can be, it gets a bad rap, you know, because of the, I mean, it can get us way too out there. And it's, of course, you know, you got to watch addictions and, you know, it's, you know, oceanic and so um but if you can if it's something like you're a meditation practice or a prayer practice um that's where it's just so helpful like um just going into an, a church during that ma- you know for mass even i mean it's probably more comfortable if you're catholic or know that particular religion you know mm-hmm. rituals but just like you're having or that just day, you in the okay. city. <laughs> I, exactly. No, just to appreciate being in a usually older building where candles are lit. In you know, just unplug. You know what I yeah. mean? And just be somewhere where some reverence for the sacred or for the spirit world is is kept up. Uh-huh. Um, it can feel really transformative in the middle of a busy day in a in the middle of the busiest urban. You know. Escape. I'm yeah. surprised it hasn't become like a trend.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like prayer, prayer time for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> during the day. Yeah,
1: like yeah, I chill out during the day. I stop over at you know Saint you know Dominic's or you know wherever. You know what I mean? And I, it's, it's just yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Neptune's kind of been responsible for big bigger spiritual um, you know trends, I guess, and spiritualism being one of them um, from you know the early part of the. 1900s or late 1880s, something like that. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? You know, so I thought, oh, maybe. Well, and that's some- the other
1: thing. It happens so subtly yeah. with Neptune. You you might not see it. Think about the, the rock that it erodes, the water. If you look at the rock every day, you're like, oh, I'll still see a rock here until it's already, you know, gone, which takes years, centuries, maybe, um, depending on the size of the rock. So it may be that after Neptune leaves Pisces for good, Christy, 2025, 2026, that you Mm go, oh, my God, when it went in there, you know, what was that, 2011, Um, 2012, um, I think 2012, February, um, you go, oh, yeah, this is how we used to do it. And best thing, boot up an old computer. You know, if you keep some of your old hard drives or whatever and look at how you did things then and you go, oh, my God, it it did a lot, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's so much change and then so little change at the same time. Well,
1: again, yeah, perspective, and that's that's what it helps us with in in stepping back and seeing a much bigger picture, which takes time, you know. And and the other word I like to associate with Neptune is indelible, so it's yeah putting that influence there, but it's not going to be bam in your face. You know, it's just going to be slow and just work on it over time. But then it, it really does make that transformation, which again, brings us back to Scorpio and (laughs) these guys are working together.
0: So speaking of Scorpio, um, maybe we could talk a little bit more about Pluto. And just so everybody knows I'm living on my Pluto line. (laughs) Which I wow. guess an astro cartography is probably not the best choice, but, um, uh, Ooh. no matter where I go, I keep coming back. So I've been away from this particular spot in the universe, um, a couple of times in my lifetime, but I'm still, I feel more comfortable here on my Pluto line. Like that's crazy. But, right. uh, but Pluto, I mean, we say transformation, but maybe you could talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, so,
1: so Pluto's are out in astrology. We still consider it a, a planet or a force, and it takes a good 240 years um, uh, to go around the whole solar system. So, in other words, to go through each sign. Um, and so its transits of a sign are are long. Um, and so um, right now it's in Capricorn, and Capricorn rules are governments, banking, systems. And, you know, it went in December of 2008, which, you know, we've talked about before. And of course, boom, you know, the the crash was already getting started. I always say Saturn and Virgo started it (laughs) in September of 2007. That's Elizabeth's theory. Um, Because Virgo is detailed in Saturn's restrictions. And it said, what the hell's been going on, you know, with all this buying seven houses when you can only afford (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that work, But yeah, so Pluto kind of came in with a bang and just picked up from there and, and, you know, began reforming things. And I just don't think it's done, especially it's now at 20 degrees and the, the planets go or the signs go from zero to 29 degrees in 59 minutes. And so the the strongest Pluto elements are right in front of us. And we see the news, you know, every day I was watching Mark Zuckerberg this morning, you know, um, and trying to get his Libra crypto underway. So, and the, and there's obviously Russia, China are, are, starting like an alternative banking system. And again, not a, to get into the geopolitics, but that would change, um, people getting off the petrodollar, all any of these things can change the system. Whether it's in something dramatic or just over a few years time. Um, so yeah, I mean, Pluto is, is, um, the other thing Pluto does is looks into the dark, darkest corners of, in Greek mythology. Um, it was associated with Hades, which, you know, who ruled the underworld. And again, we have to go into that stuff for transformation and remember the myth of Demeter and going down to the underworld for a couple months a year and then coming back and then it's spring and so you know again exploring that terrain which sometimes can be the really challenging stuff but if we can do it very consciously and with the intention to heal things and clear things and transmute things you know um Bring a little violet flame along, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And, uh, in our next show, we're going to definitely play with a bunch of colors. We're going to play with the skeletal system and uh, we're going to do some stuff there, some healing work there. Um, and that's just kind of the honor Saturn because Saturn, I think is the bones. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Teeth and bones. Teeth and bones. No, we're going to work structures. on that in one of our next shows um but Mm -hmm. yeah so i i do think that we're getting this really great space to kind of do a little digging internally and kind of you know share with those around us kind of what's going on or maybe release some of the secrets we might be keeping and we can't figure out why we're doing that anymore or whatever that is it's like i think we're getting the chance to just kind of expand and let go and find some new fun things to play with so thank you so much, Elizabeth, thank for being you. with us, serving the psychic ways. We covered so much ground. So you can find Elizabeth at Elizabeth's Pendle- Elizabeth'sOracle.co.